passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. People want to see what type of person you are. You know, people don't want to, you know, do business with assholes. So, you know, people want to do business with good people that they know they're comfortable with and they can trust. If you're good at what you do, man, you can be really successful in this business. Hey now, what's cracking? Better late than never. Welcome to the Jim Rohn Podcast, episode 289, where my guest this week is a decade-plus vet of the NFL, a fierce down lineman who will be very familiar to both Rams and Lions fans because my guest this week is longtime Rams and Lions defensive tackle Michael Brockers. Michael was a first-round pick back in 2012 after playing his college ball down on the bayou at LSU. Then he racked up 11 seasons between the Rams and the Lions. He earned a reputation along the way as a class act and a leader in the locker room. And given that he's currently a free agent and not retired yet officially, that gives us a great opportunity to pick his brain about the NFL season right there in the middle and talk about life off the field. So let's get right to it. It is episode 289 of the Jim Rohn Podcast with longtime defensive tackle Michael Brockers, and it's coming at you right now. Michael, my dude, Jim Rohn, what's going on? How are you? Nothing, man. I, I'm beyond. You want the true answer, or you want you you want a, a, a political answer? You keep that shit real, man. Give it to me right. Give it to man, me true. And I just finished shooting a, a hundred and nineteen on a golf course or something like that. So <laughs> I didn't keep score. I just know it was a lot of shots. So that's funny, dude. What, what track where, right now? Where are you playing? What track? Uh, man, I'm out in Houston right now. It's uh, Houston National, or something like that. It was it was cool. Dude, anytime you can get out there. If you're at, look, as long as you play fast and you play with the right crew and you keep it under a buck twenty, it's not that bad, right? Right. No, it's not that bad. You know, I'm not a professional. I don't care about the score. Dude, I, what is it about golf, man? Like, even as somebody like an elite athlete like you, guys love golf because it's the great equalizer, right? It's like that one thing you can't master. It doesn't matter. What right. keeps bringing you back to that shit? Right. I mean, it's just something being outside in the nature, too. I think you, you can't you can't take away from that, you know, being on that field and, you know, you're outside first chirping and things like that. So I like that as well. I think that's great. I like that. I like that. So, dude, bring me up today. Let's get going. How are you living? Like what's keeping you busy these days beyond your new podcast, which we're going to get into in a few minutes? Are you still living that entrepreneurial mm-hmm. life? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying it. You know, a lot of uh, what you do in a game and, you know, having leadership and building a team and things like that translate into, you know, co- the corporate structure. You just have to, you know, watch what you say, things like that, how you say it. But for me, I'm enjoying it right now, man. I, you know, I have my restaurant right now, Quad Houston. 
um, you know, getting ready to open, and um, I got, you know, my cigar lounge. So I'm doing a lot of things. All right, so, like, you got a lot of stuff going on, but, Michael, you're still a young man. Mm -hmm. You're 32, so I'm curious, like, is the game out of your blood? As an example, you're a free agent, technically. Like, Jason Pierre-Paul signed with the Saints practice squad this week at age 34 after he played four games for the Ravens last year. You played six games with the Lions last year. Like, for the right Mm -hmm. opportunity, would you play again? Yeah, I would play again. It's just, you know, for me, it's the mental. It's the mental. Getting in the right position where you feel settled, you feel safe. Um, Going through a transition where you're going through football and then you're not playing, it's a little rough. So for me, it's just getting to a a mental space where, you know, oh, I'm I'm solidified, I'm I'm settled, my family is going to be good. We got them, you know, got them set up in school because a lot of people don't think about the family structure. You know, you got kids, kids in school, you know, you can't really go back and forth. So um, the family dynamic is very important to me. So uh, making sure I, I have my family set first before I mentally go into football because that's when you go in the NFL, it's just the NFL. You don't focus on the outside world. So you, you it, it's like going into, you know, another world where you, you can't focus on the outside world. Yeah, you, you can't go, you can't get half pregnant. You can't go halfway, man. That's like you're all right. in or you're all out. You know, that point that you made, right. Michael, about the transition, I talk to guys about this all the time and have for years. You said that it was challenging. What was challenging about that transition? Was it an identity thing? Was it a structure thing? What was the toughest thing about making that transition from playing to not? playing i mean i think it's both you know the identity of okay um you know you want people to respect you you know as a human being not just a football player even though that that'll open doors for you um but you know for for you it's like okay i'm a regular human being you know what do i do now like what what's what's for me what is my purpose you know my my purpose for the last 15 you know 20 yard years was hit somebody, you know, now I can't hit anybody, you know, in the corporate world, you get sued. So you got to think about a lot of things. Um, you know, you got to think about your, you know, your purpose and things like that. So that's what's difficult about the, the identity. But then on the other hand, you're at home or, you know, your daddy 24 seven, you're not, you can't get away from the kids and go to practice and things like that. So um, for me, it's, it's, you know, the family structure and identity. It's a little bit of both. You know, Michael, you said something that the first guy that ever said that to me, and this was years and years and years ago when he still played, and then right after he played was Howie Long. He said, look, man, if we ever had an issue between the lines, we handled it. We could handle it physically, mm-hmm. and we could handle it. To your point, like, in the corporate world, man, if you have an issue with somebody, you got to kind of talk that thing out, man. You can't just line somebody up and punch them in the mouth. Like, is that a real thing? Is there a switch in a way, and is that a hard thing to do um it is because you you have to understand that you're not dealing with the same personalities in football you can get on your brother and be you know you know you can be strict with him be tough on him that tough love and hey you know he'll we'll figure it out but in a corporate structure you have to you know you have to go about it in a different way you can't just be um tough on people because everybody isn't you know, that doesn't have that personality to understand that. So it's different ways you got to maneuver to get your point across and things of that nature. So it's definitely a switch that you got to turn off from being, um, you know, communicating in a football structure, athletic structure, professional, and, you know, being in this corporate world. It's a different culture altogether. It is a different world altogether. So, Michael, what about, like, when you play with Detroit, like Dan Campbell, you talk culture, right? This dude comes in, changes Mm -hmm. the culture of the franchise, did so with his energy, with his intensity. What was he like to play for, and what was your relationship with him like? Um, It was awesome, man. I I think, you know, a lot of coaches, and now you see it, 
they're being more personal. They be you, you. You can go into the coach's office and talk to him, and you know, shoot the shit stuff like that. Because you know, these are guys that understand the game, understand the little nuances of the game. That we are, we are grown man. We're human beings. We're not just robots that you can just put in a system and make, you know, make go do something. You know, so it's like you have to understand us at a, at a personal level and understand us that, you know, some, some of us don't want to wear suits to the game and some of us want to wear flare pants and, you know, so you got to be able to mitigate a lot of different characteristics and, you know, the new, new age coaches that's coming up in the league are, are being able to do that. Yeah. Right. They understand the human element. They understand how to relate. They understand mm-hmm. how to communicate. And then on top of that, you've got all that in Campbell and then you got a dude, man, who's just so physical who played the game. So, you know, he's going to get your attention. What about like Sean McVay? Now McVay, I would imagine is very similar in that sense, right? Like he changed the culture. This dude is a master communicator, but you would know better than me. You played for him. What was he like to be around and how would you describe his energy? Um, I, I enjoyed him because he, he, he came at it from a perspective of, uh, you know, I, I know I haven't played this game, but you guys are, are the professionals and I, I want you guys to go out there and succeed. So I'm going to do whatever it, I can to put you in the best positions to be successful. And I think we all appreciated that. Plus, on the other side, you know, he let us be us. You know, he wasn't really controlling about, you know, music and dress code and this and that. It was like, man, if you show up to work, give me 100%. I don't care what you wear. I don't care who you, you know, really are outside of this, man. Just come in, give me 100%, 100% effort and 100% focus, man, and let's go win games. And, hey, man, we, we, we'll get it done. I think that's interesting, right? Like, he's not pretending to be somebody he's not. He's not saying, hey, man, I play the game at the high level. He's just trying to put you in a position to be successful. You know, I was talking, Michael, to K.J. Wright this week, and we were reminiscing about the Legion of Boom and what made that crew so iconic and legendary. I'm curious, what was that vibe like on that Rams defense that went to the Super Bowl when you were balling alongside the likes of Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue and some of the other big-name players? Um, I just think we just enjoyed each other's space, man. We we were connected. Like the DBs used to always go out on Monday just to connect at the games. The D-line used to go out to eat all the time. So you seen like it was a lot of camaraderie outside of the of the building. So it just was like we liked each other. We loved to hang around each other. So we sp- spent more time with each other than we did our family. So it was just that continuity between e- between each player and you know, we understand each other's vibes. So it, it just was a great experience. It was fun going out there winning games with each other. Hey now, Jim Rome here. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my all-time favorite products, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. This is why it is America's number one meal kit. And the holidays are right around the corner, and HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you a ton of time. What I'm saying is this. HelloFresh is so much more than just delicious dinners. HelloFresh can help take the hassle out of every mealtime occasion with easy breakfast, quick lunches, and snacks all delivered along with your weekly box. That's why I love it, for all of those reasons. So what you want to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash RomeFree and use the code RomeFree for free breakfast for life. 
one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's a free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RoamFree, but you have to use the code RoamFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Like, like, dude, how does that shit, though, show up on the field? Like, if you don't like the guy next to you, are you going to give any less? I mean, like, how does that translate on the field? Man, I'm going to be real with you, man. When, you know, when you got guys that you feel like, and we're players, and you know as a player, this guy isn't giving me 100%, or he isn't giving 100%, why should I give 100%? He doesn't care enough for me to give 100% and run to the ball or whatever, what have you. Why should I, you know, and that and that becomes especially then when you start losing because of it, then that's becomes the the dynamic of the team. It's like, okay, I'm out here for myself. The plays come to me, they come to me. If they don't, they don't. That's not my job. So and, and that becomes a cancer and ruins the team. Dude, that is real. That is that that is real and I respect that. Like when that would go down, how would you handle that? Like, do you just kinda flow with that or as a vet would you pull a guy aside even if he wasn't a young player and say hey man we got a fucking problem here all right we got to fix this or would you just kind of keep doing your thing no i'm gonna be honest with you that's exactly what i did at detroit you know in the middle of the season of last year where it was like you know we got to f- figure out who we want to be man you know they 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 fired the db coach at that time which i was cool with i felt he was a great coach but you know at the end of the day i was like man he he's showing up every day for you guys, you aren't showing up for him. So, like, what are we going to do? And I just think that just changed the mentality of the team because I challenged, you know, I challenged each and every guy. If I was going to do it and I was going to put 100, uh, 110% in, even though I wasn't playing or getting the rotation, I'm, I'm in there practicing, you guys, I, I demand the same things from you guys. And you start to see the dynamic change of the team and, you know, you start to see guys, okay, this guy's giving me 100%, so I can I can run to the ball for this guy or D-line. I can run to a screen for, the you know, the DBs or the linebackers when they cut it off and I can, you know, make the tackle. So it, when you have teams like that that understand that and have that that togetherness and that bond, it, man, you can, you see it with Detroit now, man. They, they love playing the game. They do. They do. Now, so you've been around the game a long, long time. Have you ever been around a dude mm-hmm. who could impact a game on either side of the ball more than Aaron Donald? Uh, nah. I mean, to be honest with you, no, I'm biased, man. I, I'm biased to saying that he's the greatest D-tackle that I've you know, ever seen or watched. But that's my opinion, you know. But I'm biased because I've seen it. I've seen what he put in behind the, behind the scenes. Nobody sees the effort and the work he does. Now they do because it's filmed all the time. But, you know, that is him, you know, 24-7. He is insane about greatness and, you know, domination. And, you know, when you talk to him, you st- you start to feel like, Man, this man is crazy, but he's crazy for greatness. And 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 the most, the most, you know, all the greats that you see are usually the same way. They're insane for greatness. Nobody can tell them that they they aren't going to achieve it. So, and that's what type of player he is. Dude, I love that line. They're insane for greatness. Like when you think about like the the Mamba, you think about MJ, you think about Aaron Donald. Like, what is that? Like that insanity for greatness? Are they wired for that shit? Is that the way they came up? Like, I, I'm so fascinated by that. Why why are those guys insane for greatness more than anybody else? I don't know. I think it's just a switch that clicks in their head that is like. I'm going to achieve this goal no matter what. Nobody's going to tell me differently. I'm, you know, and it's just a self-motivating fire that nobody can put out. Nobody can change their mind, you know, because you think about, you know, Mamba, you know, when, when it was game time, he, he wasn't allowing the guys to go out and things like that. Like, if you did go out, you better show up on, on, on game day. So it's just 
challenging the guys around you. And, and then when you start to really dive deep, because, you know, I, I really want to get in the mind of what makes Aaron Donald the way he is. It's just that that self-fortitude to say, like, I'm going to dominate everybody. I'm, I'm going to be the greatest at this position. But it takes a lot of sacrifice, and a lot of guys aren't willing to sacrifice uh, to take those sacrifices to get to that level. Like so that dude, he he was in it to snatch souls. Like that's a different dude. Mm. If you were to pick his brain, mm. would he let you know? Would he let you in? Would he share that with you when you try to get up inside his head and crawl around a little bit? Um, a little bit, you know, just try to pick on like, you know, what are you seeing? This and that. But it in his mind it's different, you know. To me, we're two different guys. So, you know, I see, you know, him in his notepad and I'm like, man, dang, he he got all these particular notes on each guy. And I'm like, what? I wouldn't even focus on anything like that. So, you know, it's, it's tough. Great. That's why a lot of great coaches uh, or great players, it's hard for them to be coaches because the way they think about the game, the way they went about the game is a lot differently than other guys can see it. And that's what it, that's what it is with Aaron. You know, I understand it to a point, but just the little things that he sees when he sees a guard about to pull or he sees, uh, guys, you know, leaning for a double team and he's going to swim it. Like, I, those are things I never thought about doing, so I would never think about it in a game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, exactly. He's got a genius, man, that maybe he can right. or can't explain, but he just has it. You know, it's safe to say, mm-hmm. Michael, like, you've been any locker room that you've been a part of, I'm guessing, you were not the only guy from LSU. Your alma mater, man, is just an absolute pipeline to the NFL. How much pride do you have in that fact? And what is it about that program that attracts so many dynamic electric dudes? Um, I just think it's a tradition. That's what brought me there, you know, when what draw me to LSU was, you know, the fact that they're always at the top of the SEC, the 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 fan base, and the fact that guys were going first round every year you've seen from LSU. So it, it was like, okay, going here, I can I can definitely have a chance to get into the NFL. And a lot of guys see that opportunity. Um, while also having the greatest college experience and, you know, in football that you can you can have. So um, a lot of guys, you know, take that into consideration and pick LSU because of that fact, and it, it turns out to, you know, be in their benefit. So it's getting cold again, and I've got a tremendous way to stay warm. Two words, heat holders. Heat holders. Heat holders make the warmest thermal socks around. They keep your feet warmer than just ordinary socks in the coldest conditions. Perfect for those winter sports like skiing or weekend in the coldest parts of Wisconsin, for instance. How do they do it? Heat holders uses a three-stage process with a cashmere-like advanced insulating yarn that is soft to the touch and brushed on the inside. That traps warm air closer to your skin. It keeps your feet warmer, comfortable, and dry. They are absolutely the softest, most comfortable socks I've ever worn. Guaranteed. They also have hats, gloves, throws, scarves, and more. Give somebody heat holders for the holidays that you know need these badly. They will appreciate the hookup and your discovery. Go to heatholders.com, enter my code ROME, R-O-M-E, and save 15% off your order. Receive free shipping with a purchase of $25 or more. If you don't want to freeze this winter, go to heatholders.com and use the code ROME. Once again, that's heatholders.com, heatholders, making life warmer. We were talking about coaches, dude. Like, <laughs> then you got the Mad Hatter, Les Miles. Like, he looked like a mastermind because, well, he had players, right? He had dominant, dominant mm-hmm. players. And then he would do funky shit, like he'd eat grass. 
but he had players, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, what was that guy right. like to play for? Do you, is there a good story about that guy that you can share? Um, man, you know, Coach Miles was was a head coach to to say the least, you the least. But you know, he was coaching everybody. You know, he wasn't particularly. He'll come to your you know your group here and there to you know to shoot the shit with you. But for the most part, he was making sure the organization of the team was together. So. Um, from my perspective, man, he was just a, you know, he was the one organizing everything and pointing the fingers and making people move, you know? So uh, I, I didn't really have a real one-on-one with, with, with Les that I could remember. I get that. That makes sense in and of itself. Listen, let me ask you about one guy. Tyron Matthew is one of my favorite dudes ever. Like, for those who don't know, who don't know or are too young to remember or just don't get it, can you describe what a legend the Honey Badger was in his home state of Louisiana? Because this dude, you tell me I'm wrong, this this guy was a stone cold motherfucker, wasn't he? Like, what a player, dude! Right, what a player. A sniper, bro. A sniper, dog. Just like any time, you just knew he was gonna do something exciting with the ball. Like that year, we went to the national championship. Man, any time the ball went in the air, or you know, you seen his guy catch it, you just didn't think like the guy was gonna break the tackle and get out of there. Like you knew, like Tan was gonna go rip the ball out of there, cause a fumble. It just seemed like every game he was punching the ball out and getting his hands on the ball and, you know, returning punts or returning a pick or something like that. So, and that was at an early age. And then it just kept developing as he, uh, you know, was under the, you know, a wing of Patrick Peterson, you know, Arizona and learned how to be a professional. And, you know, he already was passionate about the game, but, you know, when, once you teach him how to be professional and watch film and this and that, I don't know to a T, but I just know what kind of guy Pat P is. I just knew he was going to be great. I love Pat P, man. I, I love that he's still an impact guy and still playing the game at a pretty high level, even at this age. Like, when you look back, dude, who are some of your favorite teammates? I mean, that's probably, like, that seems like a pretty lame question to ask, but I'm really curious. Like, the guys that you most enjoyed, the guys you most respected, the guys that, like, man, when those boats were flying, that's who you want to be in there with. Um, Man, to be honest with you, I'm cool with, every, with everybody on, huh. the, on the, uh, you know, in my career, man. I try to make sure you know i don't burn any bridges but you know like it's really all the guys in in the trenches with me you know all my d-line brothers that i i've you know served with over these last you know my career you know that's who i kind of respect because i know what it took i knew what the ground was you know especially the the more dominant d-lines where i was on and that was the most closest d-lines i was on you know the ones that you know you you went out to eat and you went you know you guys took your family out to you know halloween trick-or-treating things like that that was some of the closest D-lines I was a part of, and we were most dominant because of it. All right, so, Michael, you had your football life on the field, and then you've got your corporate life, your entrepreneurial life, and then you've got your content life. Now you're pushing content, and now you're the host of your own podcast, The Broadcast. I'm curious, mm-hmm. how do you like mm-hmm. chopping it up on the regular and being on the other side of the microphone now? Um, I enjoy it on, on my spectrum where, I, you know, I'm not controlled by any other media. I can talk about shit I want to talk about, so... If we go into stories or we go into entrepreneurship and, you know, after football life, I, I could talk about it. I'm not stuck talking about stats and fantasy points and all this. So I, I love the spectrum where I can talk about what I want to, on, you know, on my show. And, and it's just authentic, you know, vibes. So that's what I love about it. Hey, clones, what do we want when we're craving protein and we need more energy? I'll tell you what we don't want. 
bars, sugary snacks, energy drinks. Nah, we want beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. No, Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and tasty. It's never tough. So why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. In other words, they take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein and comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach, anywhere at all. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality that you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? I was going to say, how do you approach it? Like, who are you talking to? Like, you got into this before I could even get into it. Who are you talking to and what types of things are you talking about? Um, man, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of guys, you know, a lot of former athletes, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs around the you know, city of Houston right now. Um, a lot of guys doing, you know, things we, we haven't heard about, you know. Um, you know, a guy comes to mind is Russell Shepard, who's doing a lot out here in the city of Houston. Um, and just, you know, kind of letting those guys take me under their wing and uh, see what this transition is all about. Because, you know, us as football players, we feel like once we're in a game, that's all we know. That's all we, you know. Uh, want to do but then when we get out in that realization of you know you can't play football forever you know what is what is your next job what is your next purpose you know what do you want to do uh, with the rest of your life so it, it, you know having guys that are going through the transition or have gone through it to kind of you know hold your hand while you go through it and you know tell you about little things about you know all the insurances and things about the NFL, man, it, it's a blessing. They don't talk about that, do they? They don't train you for that, do they? Mm-hmm. They like you when they're done with you. They're done with you. Is there kind of is it set up so you know what you're getting into once it ends, or are you just all of a sudden out there? Um, you get out there, but it's stuff for you. You just got to figure out how to get to it. I don't want to say they don't set you up, but you just you got to put yourself out there and, and figure out the uh, the information or be humble enough to ask questions and. You know, and don't feel bad about not knowing, you know, ask questions, ask how you do it. And, you know, people will help out. Before you go, dude, this is really interesting. I, I hate to say this and I hate to age myself, but like I, I'm proud of this and I also don't want to publicize this. But, dude, I've done this like as long as you've been alive almost. Like that's how long I've done this. Wow. So I want to ask, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you something. Like, and shoot me straight and be real with me. You and I are having this conversation right here on this platform. But do you think that athletes, now that athletes have their own platform and they've got major followings and they can speak directly to their fan bases, do they maybe no longer need to speak to me or others like me in the media? I wouldn't say that because, you you know, your perspective is differently from my perspective. You know, I have a lot of story, you know, inside the locker room, under the helmet type of, you know, type of um stories and you know ordeals but when you you know you pull yourself back from it and you see it from a different perspective because you know either you never played or you're just looking at it uh from the outside looking in um it's things that we don't even think about you know questions that we've never uh thought about so i think you know those questions deserve to be asked so uh for me it's like we we need everybody in the media. we need the stories inside the locker room and people asking 
question, the tough questions. So for me, I think we need it all. Dude, I, I can't say how much I appreciate that response. I think you nailed it. I think that's just it. Like, I I would never sit here and say that I can compete with you. I didn't play the game. I don't have those anecdotes. I don't have those kind of relationships. I mean, I've got relationships because right. I've done it a long time. But to your point, I think that's great that you just said that, that there's enough for all of us and that there is other perspectives. And somebody's got to ask the tough questions. I do appreciate that. So, dude, before, when you got in, I'm really curious. Like, you pay that price. You get in the league. You finally get that paper. What's the first big thing that you bought? Um, for me, man, I, and I tell my story, man, I, I want to make sure I set my family up, man. I want to make sure I, I got mom a house, got them settled, got them out of the, you know, the neighborhood they were living in. And so I could focus on the game. You know, that was my whole purpose on leaving really the league is and leaving early was, you know, seeing my family, seeing that I could possibly make a difference in their lives and taking that opportunity and not saying no. So um, I got out the league, made some money, and the first thing I did was, you know, set my mom up so I could, you know, breathe and, and focus on the game and focus on what else I wanted to do. But my first, you know, priority was making sure I took care of mom first. Dude, that must have felt absolutely amazing. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Let me ask you this really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like when you're you're the one, right? You were the one and everybody knows you're mm-hmm. the one and you're the one that can affect generational wealth. You can do that for your family. Did that feel like a burden? Did that feel like a privilege? Like what did that feel like? That's a lot, man, for a young person. Mm-hmm. Man, heavy as the head, man. Heavy as the head that, hold, that wears a crown, man. When, you, when you're a king, when you're a boss, man, you got to be able to deal with these situations, man. The boss life is nothing but putting out fires and as I'm realizing and you got to be able to put them out in the in the right way where there is no blowback you know what I'm saying so um you know that's what you got to do you got to focus on a lot of things and for me a lot of things that you learned in the game you know you got to deal with different you know characteristics deal with different coaches and if if you're a G you know like me you don't you don't let one little uh bump in the road stop you man you you push through and you adapt Dude, I love that so much. What's it like to live the boss life and be that G? Just elaborate on that for a minute before you go. What is that all about? What is that life all about, the boss life? Man, it's freedom, man. Uh, you know, a lot of people want to get into entrepreneurship because they think it's, ah, oh, man, the money, the money. It's really not about the money, man. It's about the freedom, you know, being able to take my kids to school, being able to pick them up, being able to, you know, catch games and do other things, you know, without stressing them about having to, you know, show up for somebody's, you know, sports cast or show up to somebody's job, man. Being the boss, it's a tough position. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of stress. But if you can manage it and know how to mitigate situations without uh, blowing up or, you know, really, you know, tearing up the, the house or whatever, man, it, it it's a cool life. You got to be you got to be comfortable with being, you know, complacent man. complacent, but con- continually driving, you know. Michael, one thing, one last stop before you go, because you mentioned the restaurant. I want to share something with you, and I want to get your opinion on this. So back in the day mm-hmm. when I was up in Los Angeles still, we moved down to Orange County, but when I was in Los Angeles, I invested mm-hmm. in a single restaurant called the Geisha House. Mm-hmm. And, dude, it was mm-hmm. cool because it was a spot. It was a hot spot, and mm-hmm. you could say, hey, man, I'm an investor, and you could always get in, but it was throwing off income. 
you know, so I'm getting the checks. I'm like, this is easy. So then I wrote a big, these guys try to grow the thing really quickly. And I write a big check and we spread it out like over seven restaurants. Dude, that shit went right to hell, man. Nothing was like the first one. Mm-hmm. It is a hard, hard, hard business. I mean, it's glamorous, mm-hmm. you think, but it's hard. How's your restaurant doing? What's that like for you? Man, it, it's it's hard. Definitely, it's hard. You know, the margins are really low with, with restaurants. But if you're passionate about what you're doing, you know, me, I, I'm passionate about the impact that my restaurant will have, you know, in the community uh, for myself and my family. But the impact that we can have on the community is is my biggest, you know, pa- passion right now. So that's why I'm I'm all in on it. I feel like it's going to work. I feel like we can uh, network with a lot of people with, within my restaurant, and we'll we'll set the tone for the. For the you know city of Houston now. I mean, is it just a platform, or are you a foodie at heart? Um, it's the it's the platform. It's it's the it's the networking capabilities you can do. You know, it's not about you know what you know. It's about who you know. So when you can connect with somebody, you know, somebody that can you know push you forward. I think that's more uh, you know uh, exponential than anything else. You know, you can you can learn wisdom and and learn how to do a lot of these things. So last thought, and I promise I'm done. It, it's so important, man. The networking aspect you point out, like we're so caught up in social media, being in our phones, being in our devices. I mean, you got to physically get out there and get in somebody's face, right? I don't mean in their face, but I mean, there has mm-hmm. to be like physical connection and networking. How important is that? It, it's important because people want to see what type of person you are. You know, people don't want to, you know, do business with assholes. So, you know, people want to do business with good people that they know they're comfortable with and they can trust. So if you're a go-getter, you you do your job, you're on top of your shit, you know, which, which a lot of football players, if you're good at what you do, uh, t- tend to be, man, y- you can be really successful in this business. It, but it's all about how you go about it, man. And, you know, are you are you on time? Are you showing up? Are you setting that example? You know, uh, think, you know, guys got to focus on that. I want to give you credit for something. I think you know this already because I think you just know. I think you get it. But you're more profound in some of the things that you say that I think you even know. You're right. People don't want to do business with assholes. That should be on a piece of wood somewhere mm-hmm. on a wall. People don't want to do business with assholes. I agree, dude. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I mean it's a big, it's a, yeah no, it's a big, it's a big deal, man. You you want to be a guy that people can trust that can come to, um, you know, in in a good place when you know when somebody's thinking about a deal, and you know they're thinking about who they want to make money with. You want to be the guy they think about. So um, that's what guys got to realize what's important. It's like you said on the team, man. It's chemistry. You want to know that other guy's in, just like you're in, if you're going to run to that spot. Mm-hmm. Michael, dude, I appreciate you very much. It was well worth the wait. Always good to get caught up, man. I appreciate the energy. I appreciate your time very much, especially on a Friday, dude. Thank you very much for that. That was great. Yes, sir, bro. I appreciate you having me. Thank you, all. U.S. Cellular wants to help everybody get the gift of connection this holiday season. Already a customer? This applies to you, too, because right now, new and current customers can get any phone, and I mean any phone, for free. Yes, really free. Sounds like it's time to make the switch. Spread holiday cheer far and wide this season with a new phone. Everybody can get the gift of connection at U.S. Cellular. Get any phone free today. U.S. Cellular, built for us. Terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for details love that guy how awesome is that dude he's been showing up like that to the daily show for years and for years i've been wanting to give him a chance to stretch out for the side hustle and he showed up exactly as i knew that he would that dude is a pro's 
pro and with a totally unique personality and perspective. And I appreciate him making that time for the extended chat. That's a big ask always to ask those guys to stretch out. So I appreciate him for doing it. What a perfect conversation for the side hustle. This is what I've been trying to tell you. Long form, premium, unfiltered, and just plain different, a.k.a. the whole reason that this side hustle exists in the first place. And why I'm still pumping out new apps every single week, like episode 290, which will be out in time for Thanksgiving next week. So if you want a heads up, as soon as it drops, go find the subscribe button, smash the subscribe button, do me that solid, and I will catch you right back here next week for episode 290. See you then. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.